Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. And this is the end of season two. And this is my final episode of season two. And this will be the 70th, 70th episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. And it's been quite a ride. I want to thank all my repeat listeners, friends and family that listen to my podcast. I can personally say that I know... I feel I've come a long way in podcasting and talking about a subject that I love. It's a interesting subject to me. There's many stories out there of paranormal. Every time you go to a formal setting, a family event, or when you're out with your friends, somehow, some way, everybody has a paranormal topic or story or something weird that's happened to them whether it's topics of ghosts or UFOs, you do hear something. And that's why it intrigues me to talk about this. It's something that I liked since I was a kid. Thanks to my mom putting me on the subject of the paranormal and liking things like that. And having a paranormal research group that died out and recently brought back where we're trying to look for investigation spots and topics to talk about, it's... The podcast is a way for me to get the discussion out there and still do what I love and talk about it. And 70 episodes in, this is my podcast. And I know I have to work on certain things. Believe me when I say when I replay the podcast episode, I find myself saying, um, and, you know, doing things you're not supposed to do. But in podcasting, what I have researched and done my reading on is that It's more of most people, it's a free topic, a free roam, and you just talk. And that's why I've added episodes of Free Talk Paranormal, where I just go off and I talk about whatever's on my mind, as opposed to finding a subject and directly talking about that subject for a whole episode. And I just like the fact that I'm able to talk about something and Anchor, thanks to Anchor, a way of having a podcast. And I found out about Anchor from an old friend of mine who was doing a podcast about I believe beer and I asked him I was like how did you you know do this it was it easy and he referred me right to anchor and I downloaded it and I was thinking of what I can talk about and I said you know what let's do paranormal and I know there's a lot of podcasts out there about ghosts and UFOs and because I watch these shows on Discovery Plus and I know that Many of the people on one of my favorite shows, Paranormal Court on Camera, they all have podcasts out there. Um, Last podcast on the left, Joe Rogan, there's a bunch of them. And that's just to name a few. And I wanted to get myself out there and talk about it. And I know I can have other things to put my podcast out there deeper. I know I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Breaker, and I... Trying to do a YouTube channel, I have a TikTok where I worked on a couple of videos. And oddly enough, TikTok is very difficult to me. Using the green screen thing, I I tried doing it with the Jack-O-Lantern episode most recently. And I was having a hard time. So believe it or not, TikTok is a little complicated for me. But I like to just thank everybody. And I want to know that if you have tips and anyone's interested in maybe doing a YouTube page for me, you know, you can reach out to me. But I want to let you guys know that season three, we're going to have a lot more topics, more in-depth 
when it comes to categories. I'm going to really try to look into certain things so I have more information and I don't leave anything out. I feel like in season two, I covered a lot of things and I did my best to go into whatever topic I was talking about, but I just want to let you guys know that season three, we'll do about 15 to 20 episodes and they'll be in-depth and a little longer. I'll have some more guests on and cover topics that I haven't touched on really, try to get into some more conspiracies. I've done a few of them, but not enough to... uh, you know, go with my bio on my podcast when you click it and it says conspiracies. I haven't done too many, but we're going to get into it. But I wanted to end season two and go into season three on this. The most famous cryptid, and the reason I'm bringing this up, is I touched base on Bigfoot. Not, not, not a lot. And you know, I didn't go really in depth about it. I believe I spoke about Bigfoot on one of my very first episodes. And uh, it was about cryptids, and I touched on Bigfoot. Now, Bigfoot is one of the most iconic cryptids. And when you say cryptid, Bigfoot is the first person to, or the first thing to go into your mind. You think about Loch Ness, but you think about Bigfoot first, and then Loch Ness, and then the Mothman, and the Jersey Devil. I mean, that's for me. When I hear cryptid, those are, those, those, what I just named, pop up in my head right away. And, The reason I'm bringing it up is I haven't heard much about Bigfoot sightings. You know, I haven't heard too much going on with that. It's something that you would hear about. In the last few months, there's been a couple of reports of Bigfoot things popping up. And I was like, you know what? Let me talk about Bigfoot. And one of those things was the fact that last month, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Coyote Peterson. Now, I actually read this story right when I was going to go on vacation. And I was like, this is going to be a good topic for my one of my episodes. And I wanted to really gather up some information before I you know, go out there and film the episode. But if you guys are familiar with Coyote Peterson, I found out about him some via some videos on Facebook. So this guy at some point in his career started finding insects and comparing the pain from these insects after getting bit or stung, which I found crazy. Cause first of all, one of my fears is large insects. And if you can hear it flying in the air, and I told my boss this at work, cause at my job, we have some insects that fly around that are pretty big. We have bees, we have wasps, everything, anything that can fly and you can hear its wings, flapping, especially if it's an insect, bugs me out, literally bugs me out. And this guy takes it upon himself at some point in his career to film, I think about five or six episodes with certain insects where he would purposely get stung by them and give you the like pain threshold of the sting and or bite. He's gotten stung by bullet ants. He's gotten stung by the, um, that bee that came from Japan or China, that the gigantic hornet, and he has registered the pain threshold and he's done numerous videos with these. And recently, I like I said, right before I went on vacation, he said that he had found something in British Columbia and it was a skull of what appeared to be a 
ape skull, a primate skull in Canada. So he believed that this primate skull was a skull of Bigfoot. And finding this in British Columbia, we know that there are no primates in that area. Like we think about Africa and Asia and warmer climates that would have these primates. And it says, I'm going to read a report here. A large primate skull was allegedly found in British Columbia by American YouTuber Coyote Peterson. According to social media posts, he shared on July 7th that he wrote that he discovered for several weeks government officials and any others who might try to cease our footage of our excavation. However, experts told Life Science... So he was apparently on a expedition... Uh, he was apparently on a expedition and an excavation of an area in Canada and found this. And he was trying to hold it, the evidence, so that officials from that area wouldn't try to come and, I guess, seize all his findings. So he writes here, I'm sure these pictures will be taken down, as will probably the video, or government or state park officials will do so, but the skull is safe. So he's basically saying that he found something. He was basically trying to hide it from officials. I don't know if it's what you think it might be, but I cannot explain the findings of a primate skull in Pack Northwest without wondering, what do you believe? No large primates that currently live in North America would be able to produce a skull found like this. Peterson is best known for his YouTube channel, Brave Wilderness, and for hosting a series called Coyote Peterson Brave and Wild on Animal Planet. He also wrote that he released footage of the skull on YouTube this weekend. But in the meantime, scientists have reacted to his alleged discovery on Twitter, questioning the credibility of the claim and suggesting that Peterson's actions, as described in the post, may cross ethical and legal lines. Now, I don't know why, legally, if he did find something like this, if he's in the forest, why digging something up would be illegal, unless they are potentially thinking that he brought a primate skull with him on a plane and then buried it and uncovered in it. So it says here, Jonathan Colby, a science consultant with the National Geographic Explorer, with expertise in wildlife, wrote that smuggling any primate specimens into the United States, even if found in the wild, is illegal, which I didn't know that. And I would assume why Coyote Peterson was saying what he said and maybe trying to smuggle it out is that he thought that if he were to say he found this and make it public, that officials would come and confiscate it and his credit for it would be you know, gone. Hence the name of the title of this episode, you know, why he would think that. Are they hiding it? Are they hiding evidence of Bigfoot? Why why was he so adamant about doing things the way he did? He found the skull, he posted about it, he made a little video, and he's saying that he's going to smuggle it back or do his best to get it, you know, get the evidence out there without officials trying to take this work that he found and do away with it. So I found that interesting 
because a lot of people ask the same questions about two topics, UFOs and Bigfoot. Why haven't we found Bigfoot? Why aren't there clear pictures? Same thing goes with UFOs. Now, when you talk to cryptid uh, cryptozoologists who study these quote-unquote cryptids, these animals of mystery that have not been 100% documented and scientifically proven, when it comes to the category of Bigfoot, the United States alone, let's focus on the United States. We're not talking about anywhere else in the world. In the United States, and I've mentioned this on other episodes, in the United States, there's 818,814,000 acres 818 million acres, to be exact. As of 2016, roughly 36.21%, and that's about one-third of the United States, is forested. And that's excluding the U.S. territories. Forested land in U.S. covers roughly 818 million acres. As of 2005, the United States ranked 7th in the rate of loss of its growth forests. So, that's a lot of acres of forest. And if you go into areas or states like North Dakota, Seattle, and even California, there's parts of the forest that have not even been trekked on. So what cryptozoologists basically say is, when is the last time, if you're a hiker, go, you go into the wood and, crum- and stumble across any bones, bear bones, deer bones, it's rare to find a bear body. You'll find deer carcasses and bones because you know there's things that hunt them including humans but you really won't come across bare bones so what they say is if there's an elusive bipedal animal out there the chances of you coming across any of its bodies probably would be slim to none just like other animals like bears even coyotes wolves things like that so that's their reasoning for not finding it. And then you want to go into the photography aspect. Why haven't there been clear photos or videos? You know, they really are no clear photo or video. There's some videos that are very convincing, and I've seen some. And then the videos that are really clear, you can kind of make out that someone's, you know, filming this and trying to make it into a spectacle and fake evidence. So. He really thinks he found, Coyote Peterson, a skull of Bigfoot and did his best back in July to smuggle this in and take credibility. And we haven't heard anything since then. Since this article was out in July, I haven't heard anything. Which kind of leads me to believe that what if the government's trying to hide the existence of a bipedal ape? Now, I don't know their reasoning behind it, but in the last year, we found out that the government undoubtedly says that there are UFOs or unidentified aerial phenomenons as they call it now, UAP. So maybe something clicked with them and says, you know, people are on to us. Let's release the UFO stuff and say that it's real. But for whatever reason, they may be hiding the evidence of Bigfoot. And I, I kind of believe that because just imagine you tell people, especially like people that live in the outdoors and the forest areas of the United States that, Hey, there is a Bigfoot. You know, we confirmed it. It might bring some kind of mass hysteria or it would debunk things that we learned about in school because this would be some form of an evolution that would totally rewrite the, the history books or anthropology books, you know, where 
talking about a primate that can walk on two legs that's smart and elusive. Now, all the sightings and stories of Bigfoot, for the most part, is people that see it, they'll say, we saw it and it hid from us. Or it was walking away and it hid and waited for the impromptu time to walk away. That's the majority of the stories. And then, of course, they come with either a photo or a video that's blurry. Then again, there are some stories that the Bigfoot that is spotted is aggressive and shakes trees and kind of chases people. Those stories you can hear a lot are on a show called These Woods Are Haunted, where there's a lot of paranormal episodes on it, but there are a few episodes about Bigfoot, and the Bigfoot is more aggressive in those stories. So, you know, it's it's got some kind of intelligence if we're talking about Bigfoot, that there is something intelligent about it. So if the government or people that have a hand in wildlife, re- you know, researched it and then decided to drop that Bigfoot is real, it could play a big factor in a lot of things. People will be like questioning, like, what happened here? Like, you know, there's this walking smart ape and where does this fall into the evolution of humans and where does this come off and it would make people try to question things which is not bad but it would have people would have a lot of work to do in explaining it and i think that's one reason why the government could possibly be hiding the existence of bigfoots and once in a while we get a report on like seven or cnn or news networks that something was spotted um, on my Instagram page, I posted something from a Fox News report that near a zoo, a wolf-like figure was spotted on video camera. And I posted about it, I found it interesting, and they, they aired it on that news network in whatever region it was in, but you didn't really hear anything else after it. So once in a blue, you get these reports, ghost sightings, UFO sightings, but then you don't really hear much of it. So I, that that's kind of the reason I believe in a nutshell, why the government would be hiding things, especially this scenario with Coyote Peterson, because it would lead a lot of questions and a lot of explaining to do. And I feel like scientists have set what they want you to believe as far as evolution and animals out there. And having a bipedal walking Bigfoot would have a lot to do with, you know, with them explaining things. So, and the Bigfoot goes, the story of Bigfoot has been around for so long. Now, another thing I've always said is when there's stories of something, and there's a lot of folklorists that that believe this as well, stories come from something. They just don't, you know, they just don't happen. You just can't make up a story. Yes, it happens in Hollywood, not so much nowadays because they're just refurbishing everything. But there are stories that are just genuinely made up. You know, like Harry Potter... Mortal Kombat, Dragon Ball Z, just naming things. And they put it and it's totally fake and it's just a cartoon or a movie or a TV show. But stories that have excitement to it and actual fear and you know energy in when they're telling a story, like Bigfoot or a ghost sighting or a haunting or a UFO, they come from something. Now the Bigfoot cryptid story has been out for a long time in the United States. In 1958, there was a guy who worked for a logging company in California. And he discovered, I believe his name was Jerry Crew. He discovered a large footprint 
that he discovered coming back or going to work or coming back from a, dro- a job site in Six Rivers National Forest, and I, that's in California. The co-workers he lived with, I mean, he worked with, said that they had seen similar tracks on the floor and even experienced animals that they couldn't explain. But I guess being at work and in that time period during the 1950s, you just work and that was it. You don't want people to think you're nuts. They, His co-workers and himself had seen more tracks and what he did was he eventually took one of the tracks that he found or this first track that was about 16 inches, 410 millimeters, 16 inches human-like footprint and he made a, a plaster casing of it and he took it to a local newspaper, the Humboldt Times newspaper and was interviewed and that cast and photo from this newspaper that he took it to made the headlines in California, in the area where he lived in, and then it made its way to the New York Times, the Los Angeles Times, and as a result, in the clippings when they when it came out initially, they nicknamed the casting a Bigfoot casting, and then the name Bigfoot became a widespread name for this mysterious cryptid animal that made the footprint and then started becoming sighted everywhere. And this was all the way back into... The 1958, the 1950s, where this story originated from, from a man who actually found something and had some other witnesses, his co-workers, that seen footprints and strange sightings in the woods in California. Now, that area of Humboldt County, California, became the basic mecca of Bigfoot. When you go there, there's signs and there's plasters and things like that, and a lot of these zoologists and wildlife experts actually try to see these castings now that people bring to them and see the integrity of it. Is it a real cast? By basically looking at the cast and seeing if it was pressed down as if a foot would go onto the ground and where the arch would end and where the footprint would begin. So when you step down, you're supposed to really be on your toes and not walk flat-footed, so I guess they kind of use it as a uh, study the plaster to see if someone just made something and pressed down or if it was actually like a legit footprint walking down. In 1830s, the there was a um, Native American tribe that had an encounter with something that was tall and it was the po- I'm, re- I'm reading here so I, cause I, cause I cannot pronounce it um, Wyandotte Chief was named in 1830 Wyandotte Chief was nicknamed Bigfoot due to the significant size and strength and large feet Potawatomi Chief um, Massamsoak known as Chief Bigfoot Today, synonymous with the area of Walworth County, Wisconsin, and has a state park and school named for him. So they're basically saying that someone looked like Bigfoot here. This is from another clip of a site. Sightings are reported throughout the United States. And according to Life Science, there has been over 10,000 reported Bigfoot sightings in the continental United States. About one-third of all claims of Bigfoot sightings are located in Pacific Northwest 
with the remaining reports spread throughout the rest of the North America. Most reports are considered mistakes or hoaxes, even though by those researchers who claim that Bigfoot exists. Now, these sightings range from Washington, Oregon, North, Car- uh, North California, and British Columbia, which is in the area where the spark in 1958 happened from California. But there are sightings on the Northeast, which means that if this is a legit animal, and it was first sighted in 1958 in California, that there's a possibility that it was not only one, but there was males and females, and they probably mated and spread throughout the United States. Now, the sightings are believed to be happening because hikers go on trails and you're bound to see something if you're on the trail, but what we do as Americans is we cut down trees and we build things that we shouldn't be building in forest areas. And what some animal behavior people believe is we're seeing more wildlife because of not only the areas becoming less polluted, but we're also forcing animals out of their areas where they were living because we're doing construction and so on and so forth that animals are coming out, which could include Bigfoot coming out and being sighted more because we're intruding in his areas where we've never been, but now we're setting up buildings and cutting down forests. So people believe, or people that that study animals, believe that we're forcing Bigfoot to come out more. Personally, that makes sense to me. I just think that you know, if you really look for something, you might find it. There was one gentleman that documented Bigfoot sightings, and I saw this on an episode of Paranormal Court on Camera. It was some of the best Bigfoot evidence out there, and he would be actually skunk ape in Florida. Um, and his brother released videos of him going on this, on these expeditions, and he went on over 80 or 90 of them before he passed away. And he caught some good evidence of a skunk ape. Now, skunk ache is a little bit different than Bigfoot. It's supposed to have this foul odor, but it's similar in traits as far as size, the footprint, and how it roams around. And he documented something, and it's out there, and it's in Florida, and goes along the lines of what I'm saying, that it's spread. But these these reports of Bigfoot are all of the United States. And there's a lot of people that documented it. And the sightings have expanded, in my opinion, because most of the sightings were in the northeast or northwest, California, Oregon, North Dakota, areas like that. But there's a lot of sightings all over the United States now. Now, the explanation people try to come up with for you know the people that are non-believers is a bear. Bears could walk on both legs. We've seen many videos of it, but not for long periods of time and not for if they're scared, they run away on all fours. They don't run away on on their back legs walking. People like to say there are escaped apes. Now, for someone that works in a zoo, I can tell you right now that if a gorilla ever escaped and the winter hit, it would not survive. They're not meant to be in cold weather. So unless these apes that these non-believers are saying escaped and are found a way to survive, I I guess that would be plausible, but I don't think. And then there's people out there that say that humans, obviously faking it, going in a suit and running around, 
or people that are actually, you know, animalistic that live in the woods. There's tons of hoaxes out there, people that ruin it for people that are actually trying to find the real thing. But it all leads back to one thing. The This is a little history of where the Bigfoot name came from. But I believe there's something out there that is in fact a real bipedal cryptid walking around. There's way too many stories that where I was getting at with the Florida, the skunk cake. There's too many stories. There's from the west in California to the east down to Florida... There's way too many stories of something bipedal walking around. There's way too many videos and there's way too many different sound effects that we record that even people that study animals can't identify. There's tons of sounds that people say, you know, hey, I heard something in the woods and it wasn't uh, a deer, it wasn't a bear. What, What could it possibly be? And some of those sounds are on shows like Paranormal Caught on uh, Caught on Camera and even released in the news. So, there's another report that actually just came out August 2nd, 2002 where a woman in Ohio was convinced that she heard something that was not any animal that she heard before. And it was shunned off right away by people that study animals and she claimed that she heard something and the report goes that an Ohio woman geez pop so terrible as I'm trying to read you an Ohio woman thinks Bigfoot has returned to the wilderness near her home this is the first time I ever recorded howls Susan Ferricak said that a two minute long recording which she heard in Mansfield News which she shared with Mansfield News Journal part of the US Today Network she captured the sound of an unidentified creature howling in the distance. Fernicac, I'm so bad with pronouncing names, but Fernicac says that she encountered a Bigfoot in her area before and says that this is a Bigfoot that she recorded. Other wildlife experts aren't so certain. A group of workers nearby in the Mohegan State Park suggested that the sound could have simply been of an alpha male coyote calling its pack. I always have a recorder going when she walks. Fernikick said that she first caught a glimpse of Bigfoot when she when it was allegedly jumped over a back road southeast of Londonville, Ohio in May of 2013. The description goes seven and a half foot tall, hairy beast, matches the commonly used descriptions of the Sasquatch Yeti, Grassman, Skunk Ape, or what people call Bigfoot. Her rural home, just over an hour's drive from Columbus, Ohio, is also a prime habitat for Bigfoot, she concluded. Her research culminated in a movie, The Back in the 80s, which she released in 2017. For several years, Fernicac said that where there was knocks and howls around her home and sightings in the woods behind their property. So, she went on and gave a big report about what she said. She heard a howl and local officials shot it down just like they did with Coyote Peterson's which kind of makes you feel that when people try to present evidence scientists don't want to either say it's real or they don't want you to know it's real and this was a local this is a recent report of August 2nd so in a nutshell I, I feel that there are is something real out there that's bipedal 
I think out of all the cryptids, and I've said this before, this could be the most believable. Whether or not it's real is something to be left up to everyone listening. I think it's real. Do I think Coyote Peterson found something? It's possible. Do I think this woman did hear a howl of, of, of Bigfoot? There's a lot of things out there that I'm familiar with now, and some things don't sound... When I listen to these Bigfoot audios, some things don't sound like animals that should be in that area. Will we ever find proof? It's honestly up to you because I don't think the news is ever going to really air something like that. And we had to wait a long time for UFOs to be you know, shown to us that it's real. And I honestly think we'll have to wait a little longer if there is a Bigfoot out there. So I honestly do think the government... And states and cities do try to, and towns try to hold evidence back from getting out there because it could cause a, a turmoil in science and maybe cause people to go out there and try to hunt something, which, you know, that that's very probable. But I honestly do think Bigfoot is real. It's out there. And I think that there are some outlets trying to hide its existence. I find the Coyote Peterson story a little, a little fishy in both senses, but... Whenever someone claims they find something, news automatically shoots it down and they don't really investigate, you know, the topic as as much as they should. They're just more on shooting it down. And we've seen this before when it comes to the category of UFOs. So it's all up to you, the believers in this stuff. And if you believe in Bigfoot, hope you guys find that something and get some good evidence and, and air it in a way where people can make a decision for themselves and if it's so foolproof, then maybe you might make it and have it aired out where it's a news outlet says, yeah, it's official. There is something out there. Just like it took time for UFOs to come out and say they're real. But we all know they still haven't officially said that aliens are real, just the UFOs. So so this has been the conclusion of Season 2 of the Say What Again Billy podcast. Season 3 will begin in approximately two weeks with all new topics and discussions, some new guests on, and longer episodes and more detailed. I hope everybody has enjoyed Season 2, and I'd like to thank the Anchor app for giving me the opportunity to have this podcast and talk with everyone and get my info and myself venting to everybody. Um, Thank you, Anchor, for the opportunity. And if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it is the free app that lets you get your podcasting idea out there equipped totally with free tools and free editing devices that you can use to get your own podcast out there on platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many other outlets. So thank you, Anchor, for giving me the opportunity to have my second season conclude of my Paranormal Podcast. I'd like to thank all my friends and family that listen and new listeners and repeat listeners that I don't know personally. Thank you so much for listening and Having the interest and sharing the interest, I know sometimes there's episodes that are really good and some episodes that I trail off a little bit and try to get as much information out there within a 45-minute minute time span, but I'd like to thank you guys for hanging in with me. It means a lot, and like I said, even though if I only had three or four listeners, I'd still do it because it's something I love. And Season 3, I'm going to continue doing what I love and giving you a whole bunch of paranormal topics to talk about. So, until Season 3... This has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast.